Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and welcome to April Fool's Day. And I will say this, uh, March was madness. Uh, I don't know that April's going to be any better. Uh, but let's hope and pray that it is. Uh, the government came out with jobs numbers today below expectations. Manufacturing data below expectations. Is it slowing down? I think so. Uh, is Russia going to cut the gas off? Is India going to buy oil in rubles? All of that. And so much more from the Patriot Radio News Hour today. And, and I'm going to tell you this. A few days ago, there was a big meeting. Yeah, it was uh, in Dubai for the New World Order. Uh, we're going to tell you all about it. Well, actually, we won't tell you about it. Uh, if you go out to allamericangold.com today, uh, we got uh, Glenn Beck uh, does a big deal. We're going to play a portion of that. Uh, it really just lays out everything we've been telling you about. The, the, this has been a planned event, an orchestrated event. Uh, we're going to get the digital money, and unfortunately, uh, it's going to come at the cost of our freedoms. Uh, I'm joined like I am every day with my partner in crime, Jason Walker. And, and Jason, I know we had a, a, a little issue with the stream, and literally within minutes... Before this show went on, Jason and Brian uh, got it working and uh, were able to be broadcasting in, in Phoenix and Colorado. So, hey, way to be on your toes this morning. Yeah, of course. They'd always pick the day that Brian – you know, it's a, it's a simple malfunction that happens once in a while. Uh, but if it decided to happen when Brian wasn't here and I came in just a little tiny bit late and I've been scrambling all over the place. <laughs> Don't you love my headset was always great. I, I, I didn't hear you anything you said. Day out, you're like, hey, it's Friday, man. I can't wait. I'm so happy it's finally here. And yes, uh, yes. the first thing you got to do is try to put a fire out. And then I didn't hear anything you said at the beginning of the show because my headset was dead. So Jack was in here scrambling to get the headset going. <laughs> so something about Glenn Beck. I heard something. So. Oh, the hits keep on coming, that that's for sure. Uh, you never know what you're going to hear uh, on live radio. But uh, let, let's start with the easy things. We had jobs out today. Uh, they, the, you know, they have the official estimate numbers, and then they have what they, they call it the whisper number. Uh, the whisper number, they were expecting a big one, a really big one. I think that... Uh, the expectation was like for half a million, but, but a lot of people thought it was going to be much higher than that. Uh, it was lower, uh, 431,000, which still, that's a lot of jobs. I mean, normally that would be a, a good number. Uh, this is the lowest number going all the way back, uh, to September uh, of last year and, and again, I, I think it's really indicative here. Uh, unfortunately, uh, this is going to be one of those lagging numbers. So the, the slowdown is going to happen well before you see it in the jobs data. Uh, but, uh, by the way, uh, much lower, uh, than most of the other numbers, total non-farm payrolls. Uh, most of the jobs were created in exactly where you thought the jobs 
would be created in uh bars and restaurants uh retail right those those lower uh paying jobs but i will say this the one big thing outside of the actual numbers themselves was earnings and again this is this inflation thing uh the average hourly earnings were up another four tenths of a percent. Uh they were raised, uh the number was raised, February's was revised higher. Uh the average hourly earnings up five point six percent. Man, that sounds great, doesn't it? The problem is inf- inflation's like fifteen percent. Uh well dwarfing that, but uh the average hours worked. This is another one of these indicators down uh which means okay you know what hey we've got more people working you're going to get a few less hours uh not down a ton uh but down to 34.6 uh normally we'd like to see that number uh getting closer to that that 40 hours uh a week but uh, ne- nevertheless uh your average increase in payroll Jason 13 cents uh so that was and again, that was quote unquote the hot number. So, uh, that was the big economic data out today. The other data was factory data, uh, another slowdown in factory data. And of course, the big complaint in the factories, everything's costing more, Jason. Wow, that's a surprise. <laughs> When's the last time we haven't heard that? And I was watching some videos, uh, Joe, about the inflation that, uh, some of the bigger corporations have, uh, you know, well, you know, things are going to be more expensive. Let's, uh, let's let's just take a little extra right now when people won't notice it as much. There's there's some big companies that are reporting some pretty good little uh, profits right now, Joe, because... Uh, yeah, big, big... Listen, companies are taking full advantage of it, absolutely, uh, and raising prices, and, and, and everybody's saying, you know, you have cover now, right? It's inflation, got to raise prices. I mean, that's all you need to say. Yep. Whether whether you have it or not, inflation got to raise them. And, and this is again how it takes hold. They allowed this to happen, right? They, they, all this nonsense last year about this transitory. Not they, they literally allowed for this inflation to take hold. I think they planned it, Joe. And, and the more and more that the the story unravels about what's going on with U- Russia, Ukraine, and China, and and the inflation and the COVID nightmare, boy, it sure almost sure seems like that the, uh, the last couple of years leading to this year has all been one planned event, Joe. Well, guess what? Coming up next is Jason Wright. Is this been the plan the whole time? We're gonna find out. Uh, with Glenn Beck coming up next. 800-951-0592. It is official, by the way. Uh, the bond market is now fully inverted. Uh, the two-year note now outpacing, out-yielding the 10-year note. Matter of fact, even the five-year note is now yielding more than the 30-year. The uh, best predictive indicators, when that happens, you... Almost every time, almost without exception, uh, there's a recession within 12 to 18 months. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on it. Uh, this is only, uh, it happened late 
yesterday, by the way, Wall Street had a huge sell-off at the end of the day yesterday, finished down over 500 points, uh, was going to rally. Everything was set up to rally. They were going to whack gold today. Uh, the Dow Jones was going to rally because they thought they were going to get seven, 800,000 new jobs. That, that didn't happen. Uh, now gold's coming back. Uh, the Dow uh, is now getting ready to go negative again. Uh, it, and we'll have to wait and see if this inversion lasts, which I think it's going to. I think this is what we're in for. Uh, then the odds that recession is coming. And, and unfortunately, I don't think we get out of it with just the recession. But before the break, Jason, you know, Jason would say, hey, this, is, this has been part of the plan. It's been part of the plan. And there's been, there was a big, big meeting in Dubai with these New World Order folks, and, and we, we hear about this stuff all the time. Uh, we're going to play a clip from Glenn Beck because he, he just, all these people speaking at this event, they're just telling you what they're going to do, and this is all the reason you need to know of why you need to get prepared. Jack, let's roll the clip. We also need to pay attention to what is happening uh, around us. I told you a minute ago, the World Government Summit. Wait, I, the what? The World Government Summit happened um, yesterday in Dubai, uh, and it was the um, introduction uh, session yesterday. And it, I mean, all the people that you know are the usual people were there. Huge crowd, gigantic theater. With very, I mean, all of the critical, important people. And it was kicked off by, lo and behold, Klaus Schwab. Here's what he said. We do not yet know the full extent and the systemic and structural changes which will happen. Now listen to this. However, we do know that global energy systems, food systems, and supply chains will be deeply affected. My goal is developing a recipe at Blue Apron. We'll get through the ad. Hang on a second. So, oh, here we again, go. Though, Schwab go. comes out and says, hey, uh, energy and food supplies are going to be greatly affected, right? Which we all, which, uh, like, and I keep trying to tell everybody, we haven't seen the worst of it yet. It's only going to get worse. Uh, but, but let's continue. Okay. We are changing things. And we don't know how that'll go. But we do know the global energy system, the food system, and the supply chains will be deeply affected. Well, but other than that, don't worry about it. It's only food, energy, and how we get things. But other than that, we're good. This is the arrogance of the elites. Now, one of the topics, uh, their first session was, are we ready for a new world order? Are they trolling us? I think the reason why they're naming this is because, A, they, they really mean it. It is a new world order. But they also see an advantage of calling it the new world order instead of the Great Reset, which it absolutely is. The new world order, they call it that because that way when I say it to you and you're like, did you hear about the global government? where their first session was, are we ready for the new world order? Everybody rolls their eyes. Aha. But uh, here it is. Day one, World Government Summit yesterday in Dubai. 
Here's the first session, Are We Ready for a New World Order? And the title of this session, Are We Ready for a New World Order? Well, the organizers here are nothing if not ambitious. This is, I think you will agree, a daunting subject for discussion at just after 9 a.m. on a Wednesday morning here in the relative calm of Expo 2020. But tackle it, we must. Yes. Because I believe what is clear is that we have hit an inflection point. Ooh, we are certainly living in a unique age of uncertainty mm. and volatility mm -hmm. in global affairs. Huh. That is weird because it's almost exactly what Joe Biden said last week. Remember, we're at an inflection point that only happens once in a generation, maybe a little longer. So they're all talking the same game. And for anyone who says, ah, digital money, digital money, ah, it's, it's like Bitcoin. No, it's not. Well, it'll never happen here. Okay. Here they are yesterday. Uh, Pippa, uh, Pippa Malgram She's an economist and former presidential advisor in the U.S., speaking yesterday at the World Government uh, Summit, talking about the new digital money. What underpins a world order is always the financial system. Mm. Uh, I was very privileged. My father was an advisor to Nixon when they came off the gold standard oh, in 71, and so I was brought up with a kind of inside view of how very important the financial structure is to absolutely everything else. And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where mm. we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, yes. we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting huh. and introduce a new one. That's and a, the new one, dollar. the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. Mm. It means digital. Listen it is. means having a almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights if we're going to have digital money. Uh, but also, this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto and private. But what I see are superpowers introducing digital currency. The Chinese were the first. The U.S. is on the brink, I think, of moving in the same direction. The Europeans have committed to that as well. And the question is, will that new system of digital money and digital accounting accommodate the competing needs of the citizens of all these locations so that every human being has a chance mm -hmm. to have a better life? Because that that's the only measure of whether a world order really serves. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, but just to build on that, again, for anyone who thinks that I am crazy, you can now quote the New York Times. Not only is the, the New World Order, the Global Government Summit yesterday talking about this, but here's the New York Times. Central banks around the world are experimenting with issuing digital replacements for cash in the form of central bank digital currencies. But those are, by and large, not anonymous. Let me say that again. But those are, by and large, not anonymous. 
In January, a white paper from the Federal Reserve made it clear any digital currency it issued would differ materially from cash, which enables anonymous transactions, end quote. What does that mean? Let me translate. If the Fed issues a digital currency, which the president is now asking the Fed in an executive order to explore... They've already explored it. They have a white paper that's 78 pages long. They're on their own website. They put it there in January. They don't need to explore it. And they said that the Fed coin will differ materially from cash because no purchase will be anonymous. To some people, to some people, the loss of privacy is no big deal especially if the death of cash makes life harder on criminals who often do business using stacks of $100 bills to avoid detection by the authorities. Representative Stephen Lynch, a Democrat from Massachusetts, a former iron worker who represents a part of Boston and its southern suburbs, isn't soft on crime, but he doesn't like the idea of banks and governments being able to track every single transaction every person makes. Quote, we're trying to preserve some element of anonymity and not have full spectrum surveillance of every aspect of people's lives. End quote. This is from a Democrat. This is in the New York Times. Please don't say it's a conspiracy. And please don't say it could never happen here. Don't ever say those things again. You must understand we are living in a very different world. All of the old rules are gone. Everything that you thought you knew to be true, as I said, what you thought would it was solid is liquid. Everything that you thought was liquid is now solid. The world is completely inside out and upside down. So, what is his uh, plan? Well, Lynch introduced a bill directing the Department of Treasury, rather than the Federal Reserve, to develop an experiment with issuing digital dollar technologies. Oh, okay. So, we don't want the Fed to have all that information, but the Treasury can have all of that information. Yeah, because the government wouldn't ever do anything with that information. That is not the solution. The solution, if you want a digital currency, then use blockchain. You want a digital currency, then you use Bitcoin. And you leave the off-ramp people alone. Jack, you can stop it right there. So uh, what, think about what, what, what Glenn Beck is saying, but think about what they were saying at the World Government Forum. They already know, hey, this is going to be country by country, or, you know, the EU maybe acts as a group of countries. Uh, that That's already done. Now, of course, uh, Glenn Beck saying, hey, no, we, we really, if we're going to do it, we need something outside of. And that's why he was talking about Bitcoin. Hey, it's not the Fed. They don't have it. It's not controlled. That's never going to happen, Jason, ever. And this is always, like I said, I love the idea of Bitcoin. The problem is there's no way the bankers are going to let it go uh, get 
get there uh, because they want the power and the control, and they're going to get it. Right, and when he mentioned uh, Biden talking about the generational change uh, in systems, uh, that's actually a, a thing. It's about every 80 years, economically and, and, and actually in some form of societal shift happens. Uh, if you go back approximately 80 years from, from right now is the end of World War II, Joe. Uh, before that would have been the 1860s, and there's a lot of evidence that there was a, a, a global reset, not monetarily, but a global reset was happening in the 1860s. Uh, the Civil War was a part of that. So... Yeah, what what these people are mentioning in unison, uh, Joe, is hey, there's a big change happening, and uh, I saw some videos on food last night. Wait, wait till we get to that part of it, Joe, because uh, I think uh, there were some major implications of the COVID uh, emergency that's going to change our food, which is really not going to be good for the whole world. So it's it's a planned event, Joe. Yeah, and and again, when you hear them talking uh, at the new uh, World Order Forum there in Dubai about how, hey, uh, we're, we're going to affect the energy, we're going to affect the food, we're going to affect the supply chain, uh, and, and this is exactly what we're living through here, and, you know, this new global shift, and, and, and we've been talking, we've been trying to educate everybody about it. Here's the thing, this is going to be a reset. And part of that reset is those that have something are going to get it taken away to get ready for the new money. And that's why I tell you, don't have too much money in those bank accounts. You don't want them to have that ability with the balance to take it away. 800-951-0592 today. It's really hard to say, but... We don't have this very often anymore because there's not product available. Uh, we've got some $5 Liberties. These are the older ones. These are the, the pre-33s uh, and actually 1866 to 1907 $5 uh, Liberties. Uh, the, the, the regular ones are regular. You know, the VFXF circulated. They're, they're all gone. We've got about 100 AUs which are almost uncirculated. Uh, but here's the best part. They're actually a little less than what our, our circulated $5 liberties would be right now. Circulated 5 libs would be six fifty. I can't even get any. Uh, but today you get AU 5 libs, $645. And I can tell you, like I said, I've been doing this 20 years. This never happens. When you get, you know, it can happen in the 20s, it can happen in the 10s. When you get down to the, 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 the quarter ounce, those $5 liberties, you never, ever go all the way up to, to AUs and have it be less. But this is the market that we're in because of the fact that uh, there's so little supply out there. But uh, just a good chance to buy some gold and not have to spend, you know, $2,250, $2,275. Uh, AU5 libs are at $645. And again, Jason, I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. This is exactly what, what they wanted to have happen. The digital currency is coming. You need to be ready. Exactly, Joe. Uh, you know, for, for people who have been buying the old gold or people that haven't bought that you're, you're considering it, uh, they used to make uh, $2.5 liberties. They made $1 liberties. And these were all these coins that we sell uh, regularly, are, they were spent. Uh, and not all of them were. Some of them just were saved and, and taken care of really nicely. But when you get to the smaller denominations, they were spent. There was more of them originally. 
But one, once gold confiscation happened in 1933, the, the $1 liberties and the $2.5 liberties, those were already worn because they were spent more, and they were the first ones to get melted because the bigger ones were stored in bags by rich guys for, for the most part. And uh, so, so to get the $5 liberty on more of a gold-type price and not a numismatic collectible price, because we don't do $1 liberties and $2.5 liberties because what's available is, is almost just a collectible item now. So when Joe comes on with a, a cheap, higher-grade version of a $5 Liberty, it's, uh, it's, it's a great way to get fractional gold pre-33, Joe. Yeah, you bring up a, a great point. A $2.5 Liberty. You're talking about a, a price of almost $4,000 an ounce. Uh, because like Jason said, listen, most people... They had, you know, a five dollar gold piece. That was that was the high. That that was like I don't want to say like a hundred dollar bill at the time, but uh, you, you know that was a lot of money. Uh, most people didn't carry twenty dollar gold in their pocket or ten dollar gold in their pocket. Uh, this was, the, and this is why I said the, the fractional side of things is really hard to get. Uh, there's not nearly the amount you would think there is out there, uh, and be able to get it in, in this quality and not have to pay, uh, the, the quality premium price. Uh, it's a great opportunity. 800-951-0592. So, uh, yesterday we talked, there's two big things out there. What's India gonna do? And is the gas going to be shut off to Europe? Remember, Russia is demanding payments in rubles. Right now, the gas is still flowing. Germany came out yesterday and said, the basically, the whole world will collapse if Russia shuts the gas off. Uh, it, and and kind of changed their stance. Uh, the day before, they were kind of, ah, we're not doing that. Yesterday, they're like, well, we're going to take it under consideration France is reviewing it. So there's uh, some some positivities here that they may do it. Well, I think next week's going to be the, the due date. I think the gas gets shut off. Uh, if if Russia is forced to default, remember, they got a bond payment on the 4th. India, man, everybody was in India yesterday. Uh, the U.K. was there. We were there. Obviously, I told you yesterday about the Russians uh, being there. India is taking the situation in the entirety of facts and not just in a one-sided way. Uh, and again, uh, India once again refusing to condemn the, the Russia's invasion of Ukraine, uh, saying that uh, they, they value... Uh, their friendship with Russia, they haven't said if they're going to buy oil in rupees. We're going to find that out, I think, next week, Jason. Yeah, and India's place in the world is going to become more and more important, uh, especially in the next generation. They're the third largest consumer of oil in the world. Yeah, okay? they'll be so number one. Let, let's face it, China consumes the most. We're number two. India's number three. India's going to be number one uh, within a generation or so. Uh, there'll be more population in India than in China. China's, uh, China uh, did that one-child policy for too long, and they're seeing that that was a, an unwise decision. India never put such a, a policy in place, and their population is still exploding. 
and they have the the water resources to to support such a large population. So India is going to become more and more and more powerful just because of their population is is still going up, Joe. So yeah, yeah. I mean, every country that's economically powerful in the world is going to uh, really uh, have to cater to India, just like we everyone's catering to China now. Uh, breaking news here. This is maybe <laughs> wow. Okay, Germany is approved delivery of 56 combat tanks to the Ukraine. This is according to CNN. Uh, they're saying that Germany is going to uh, immediately transport, uh, they're calling it a PBV-501 tank uh, that is going to be delivered uh, to Ukraine. So that's going to put some pressure on this whole gas thing. Uh, for it looked like earlier today uh, that maybe Germany was trying to de-escalate the situation. Uh, apparently, Jason, uh, this is going the other way. So uh, I don't know if this situation isn't working out, uh, but but nonetheless, I don't think Russia is going to act very kindly to this news. The more weapons that Europe and America ship to this area, the longer this war will go. So that's you know that how do you get the the, the, the smaller power, the loser of such a conflict to, to make it uh, last longer, well, you give more weapons and more ability to fight. So, uh, Joe, the whole, the whole Russian taking over Ukraine thing quickly probably could have been over by now, even if Russia was being careful. But, no, oh, let's just give more weapons and more manpower and more ability to, to fight, and uh, you'll have a, a, an Afghanistan-Vietnam type event for a decade, I guess. Right, Joe? Yeah, exactly right. So... We'll see how all of this plays out. What? Yeah. March Madness is definitely going to continue into April. Paper Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. AU $5 Liberties at $645. Uh, gold's at nineteen thirty right now, down about... Well, depending on where you look, anywhere from twenty to six dollars. It was very active. Uh, gold yesterday in New York closed at the top, uh, nineteen like fifty four. Uh, then, then in the after hours, uh, sold off. But, but right now sitting uh, at nineteen hundred and thirty dollars. Uh, silver just below uh, twenty five dollars to the ounce. The Dow has gone negative. Uh, about 60 points down now. It was up several hundred points uh, earlier this morning. Yesterday, late in the day, that yield curve, that two-year note inverted. Uh, there was a big sell-off going into the close yesterday. The Dow finished down about 500-plus points. Uh, they were hoping for a big job number. I thought the job number was good. They were just thinking it was going to be twice as good as it was. Uh, now, uh, uh, Gazprom has issued a statement. So Gazprom, they're the company, Russian company, that provides the gas uh, to Europe, saying, as a Russian company, it is unconditionally and fully compliant with Russian law, which from April 1st stipulates only ruble payments for gas exported in the, quote, unfriendly states, the company said, Gazprom, uh, is a responsible partner, continues to export gas to clients in a safe manner. Uh, so we'll, this, this will, we'll know, we'll know early next week whether this situation is going to, uh, 
be better or worse. I think the the fact that Germany is now sending tanks to to uh, Ukraine probably isn't boding well uh, for what what's going to happen next week, Jason. <clears throat> yeah, I think you're right, and uh, I guess Germany could be counted in the enemy states now. I guess <laughs> so they're moving tanks that way. So, yeah, yeah, Joe, I, I believe uh, shutting off the oil is is very likely next week. Yeah, this will be, and I obviously for EU, this will be uh, natural gas is what the big thing that that Russia sends to the EU. I, I do want to just say this, and I'm going to just take a minute because I want to share what. They were talking about yesterday, if I can find it here. I know I, I, it's, I've got it. Here we go. So they were warning of a total collapse. It was the, the CEO of Germany's BASF, right? So they're huge, right? This big, uh, multinational conglomerate. They are the world's biggest maker of chemicals. One of the most important thing in making chemicals, stuff like fertilizers, is all about energy. And the CEO of BASF came out yesterday and said that it would be catastrophic and cause an economic crisis that the world hasn't seen going all the way back to World War II. Uh, that this would be the effects that, and, and again, he's saying, hey, this isn't just an effect for Germany. He says this will be catastrophic for the global economy. And, of course, because here's what he knows. Hey, if they shut off the gas, we've got to close all our plants. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is about slowing down the economy, Joe. Every time you report something, somebody's either has to charge more to keep it going, or they have, they have to shut something off or slow something down, and and then everything just gets more expensive. And these things have happened, Joe, when there wasn't massive inflation. What's really bad is that you have this inflation that came in before all of this war and all of, all of this back and forth nonsense in the news. So it's it's much much worse. This is this is you know like I said they've they've created a situation that the average person that's all they're going to be thinking about for the next year or two is can I afford to buy my stuff? That's I mean that's everyone's going to be thinking only those things, Joe. Yeah, and he was saying, listen, it's not enough. We can't just turn the heat down two degrees and fix it. He said, if Russian gas disappears, many things will collapse here. And then, of course, throughout the world, we would have high levels of unemployment. Companies would go bankrupt. Uh, the damage would be irreversible. To put it blump, bluntly, this would bring the German economy to its knees. It would be the worst crisis since the end of the Second World War. It would destroy prosperity for many small and medium-sized companies in particular, it would mean the end. And, of course, Jason, what have we been saying that's really going to happen throughout and when we go to this digital currency? Really, we've been saying it for how long? Small businesses are under attack. Notice how he didn't say large businesses would go under. He didn't say that, did he? No, you're right, Joe. I mean, I, I, to me, it was it's such a... Uh a strong statement when I was watching that video and then the guy's driving around California is like look at the gas prices and look at this and the ships out in the harbor and he's like you know what but they're building a whole lot of warehouses to put stuff in it's like they can't get these warehouses up fast enough 
So that is not an indicator of small business doing well, Joe. That is an indicator that massively large corporations need places to put stuff because they're going to be taking over all of the small businesses, uh, uh, all of all of their all of their uh, profits, all of the all the, uh, the the goods and services of small businesses are going to be absorbed by these huge conglomerate companies, Joe. Yeah, and he was man, it's crazy what he's saying. He goes, "We would have to completely shut down our production." Uh, BASF, one of the largest consumers of energy in Germany, said they would lay off 40,000 people immediately. Uh, many people have misconceptions about what would happen. And uh, he just went, again, this is the CEO of BASF. Uh, saying that this would be an outright catastrophe. So uh, it's a pretty big card that Russia's holding. Pedro Radio News Hour. Jason and I will be back for the final segment. Don't touch that dial. 800 The yield curve inversion getting worse. Uh, the two-year note now at 244. The 10-year note at 238. But even worse than that, the 30-year note is now at 245. The two-year note at 244. When the two-year note inverts on the 30-year, we always watch the 10-year. But when it inverts on the 30-year, there's been a recession every single time. The last time that happened... Mm, 2007, right? And and, and again, uh, all of a sudden, Bank of America now says that they expect a recession to strike in the second half of 2022. Now, normally, like I said, the 10-year note inversion, that usually gives you, uh, you know, that 12 to 18-month time frame. Uh, Bank of America is saying, hey, the recession is going to strike uh, in the second half of 2022, uh, Goldman Sachs has just upped their odds of a recession hitting uh, in 2022 to now uh, 38%. Uh, and they're saying that the, the, the people that think the bond market doesn't matter uh, well, they're, they're, they're gonna be sorely mistaken. Uh, they're, they're, they talked about the, the president and, and of course everyone's celebrating all these jobs and they simply said really all that's happened is people that were allowed to get their old job back. Right? And that the realities are, uh, the United States much closer to recession than people think. Uh, and again, I, this two-year note exploded today, Jason. There you go. Yeah, that's and this is this is not good news. It's you know every time it's happened, uh, well, not every time, almost every time it's inverted, it goes into a recession. Uh, and I don't think we're going to have the exception to the rule, Joe. I think we're going to have the rule because <laughs> there's, there's nothing about the rest of the economic environment that looks like is going to be positive and go, going for the. Uh, for, for for the better, so we're we're going to be headed into a recession. Uh, how bad is it going to be, Joe? I mean, how many quarters of negative growth do you think we could have? I think we could have four to six quarters of negative growth this time. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's well, going to bounce like it did during coronavirus. I I hate being right, but here's what: uh, the Fed's actions will guarantee a recession, and that it will ensure rapid de-escalation. And the Fed will make a significant U-turn and go back 
to quantitative easing, which means we're going to go back to zero. This is exactly what Jason and I have been telling you is going to happen. This is when, listen, you want to know when gold really runs? It really runs when the Fed makes that U-turn, Jason. Yeah, yeah. How long will it be? Uh, I think they'll raise rates the rest of the year, Joe, as, as best they can, and then they'll do a, a small amount of selling on, off their asset sheet, and, and at some point it'll be like, oh, yeah, whatever the new emergency that'll help mask, you know, not pointing the blame at the Fed will happen. Uh, escalation of war or coronavirus comes around during the flu season, whatever it's going to be that they could point fingers at, and then they'll just turn around and start printing money. They'll go right back into quantitative easing. I think it could happen at the end of this year, Joe. When they start doing that, man, just watch out. You know, the gold you're buying today will uh, be uh, a lot higher price in dollars than than today, Joe. Yeah, this is. Uh, uh, I was. Uh, I expected the two and ten to invert, uh, but now, I mean, think about it. It, it. It's it's fifty basis points higher already. Uh, now the thirty years getting ready to invert. Uh, that that's a really unfortunately. I hate to say it, it's a really good sign for gold. Uh, AU five dollar liberty six hundred and forty five dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. 